the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our award-winning website. The reason I say that, we were voted best local news site by the readers of Rhode Island Monthly, over 100,000 votes cast, and that is DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. I recognize it's not the uh, <clears throat> it's not the slickest, fanciest, if you will, uh, website, but it, it is filled with. Listen, I'm I'm just big on uh, content is king, and it is filled with exclusive content, content you can't get anywhere else. It's all right there at depetro.com. Well, folks, it is Friday the thirteenth, and um, <clears throat> for those if you like crime, by the way. And I recognize not everyone's on Facebook. I don't know why. Remember, Facebook is free. Um, I'm not sure why. You can engage as much or little as you want. But there's an awful lot going on. And the best thing about it, to me, is just the feature that I have certainly taken advantage of. And that is the the live feed. And uh, if you like crime scenes, last night I was at two of them. One was there was a shooting providence less than a mile from the rhode island state house and um and so a man came out of a chinese restaurant and uh, two assailants were talking to him and then they uh shot him i'm not exactly sure of his status first he went into surgery and then i think he was in critical condition they shot him in the stomach and then the second one was the um and you can see all the video of it on the website depetro.com and then the second was was they um last night pulled a body out of the one square ticket river right there in Oneyville. And so uh, been there for some time. Male decomposing, uh, who knows? People could have been foul play, could have been someone took their life, could have been, you know, it's an unknown at this point. So um, several stories, though. I'm seeing something weird is happening. Overall violence is down in Providence, but shootings and homicides are up. I admit that that is strange. But, folks, a story that that I want to bring your attention to is, and it's in the Boston Globe, they try to do it that Rhode Island Latino population grew by nearly 40% in the past decade. But what you need to understand, and Channel 12 also has this, by the way, and that is Rhode Island's Hispanic Latino population grew by nearly 40% over the past decade. New data by the census. Number of Rhode Islanders identifying Hispanic Latino rose. Now listen to these numbers. 130,000 in 2010 to 182,000 in 2020 so now all right so just do the quick math that's an increase of 52,000 people however 52,000 people over the course of 10 years may not sound like a lot even though it is but I want you to also keep in mind that uh, we had the study that when illegals agree to be part of the census two out of three of them don't cooperate so the fact of the matter is <clears throat> it's more like well over 100,000 and this business that the Latino population is increasing anyone that's paid attention and wants to be honest what they're talking about is illegal immigration it's just a fact it's not like there's just these uh, people who happen to be Hispanic from pick a you know pick a state Texas or new jersey it's not like they're all just moving here there's no there's no new jobs or anything the population was in decline but these are massive amounts of numbers um and depending on how you break it out i mean that's as we've been telling you that's like over one hundred thousand illegals have moved into the rhode island area actually more than that 
in the last 10 years. It's not your imagination. They, then they also, the media doesn't want to address. I mean, it's, it's fairly obvious. And the area that they're really moving into happens to be, take a wild guess, Central Falls and Providence. That's where they're all moving. So without question, highest concentration, Hispanic Latino residents is in Providence County. They're now 25% of the population. This is why, this is why the mayor of Providence, Mayor Jorge Elarja, feels that he can become the governor because he feels he has that vote. And they, he does get them to vote. But it is, it's comical to me that the media is like dancing around like, huh, that's interesting. We have all these Hispanic people moving into Rhode Island. I mean, of course they do. And that's exactly where it's going on. So, uh, I mean, that that's exactly what it is. And, and no one should try to pretend that they don't know where it is. So, or how that's, you know, going on like that. Yeah, gee, look at all these... The census. Oh, that's interesting. Brand new data. Now, this was the data that came out that allowed the state to keep its congressional seat. But population increases. 34 of the state's 39 cities and towns. Bristol and Narragansett saw a decrease in total residents. Now, think about that. Does that make any sense? Narragansett's more crowded than ever. So, but of course, the communities that Central Falls population grew. Six, almost 17% to 22,000 people in 2020. Think of that. So, I mean, come on. Providence remained the largest municipality, one, almost 200,000 residents in Providence. Folks, do you know anyone that's moving to Providence? Do you know any families that are buying houses and saying, I'm going to live and uh, raise our children? No, of course not. That's exactly what it is. People can try to pretend it's something else. But uh, there's, there's, there's just no way. Um, that, that, that's exactly what it is. Now, I also have hearing from people that know about the flights. We're trying to get information. It's very, very difficult. But there, you know, there's just this word circulating that a lot of the illegals from the border are being uh, brought into Rhode Island, flown into Quonset. And I'm hearing more and more of this of people. And that was why President Biden flew into Quonset. That was why um, you had, you know, in a, in a period of three weeks, you had the vice president come through on a tour with now Commerce Secretary Raimondo, and then you had the president. And why was he flying into Quonset? I mean, it, it, come on, the president of the United States always flies into TF Green, and suddenly they're doing a test run just to show him. And whoever else is with him that see the airport's fine, it can handle these big planes like that. And so then therefore we'll just uh we'll do a quick demonstration, have him fly into Quonset, which didn't didn't make any sense to me at the time, still doesn't make any sense. And um and so now, um as much as the media doesn't want to touch on it, is the population increasing? Yeah, but it's it's who of the population is increasing. The who is wild, wildly important. It is. And folks, it comes down to, come on, we know it's not exactly like uh, there's just these all these different companies opening. You know, no one wants to say it, but it's large Hispanic uh, community growing. That's exactly what it is. It's the amount of and I will do a story on it. I've done stories on it in the past, but we'll do a new one update on this. It's the amount of illegals. <laughs> that are moving into the state. And make no mistake about it, Nellie Gorbea is counting on that in her run for governor. Jorge Erlocha is counting on that in his bid for governor. They're not just saying, hey, I'll make a go of it. They're doing that for without question for a certain reason. Hey, folks, on this Friday the 13th, gee, I wonder if there's going to be any activity in and around the city as this heat wave continues today and tomorrow. Remember to pop in and see our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open. They've been closed for quite some time. They've reopened. Um, Ron had hurt his hip, so he's feeling better, and the crowds have come back. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Delicious fresh calzones. They have those delicious chocolate donuts. Ron's Pastry Gourmet voted number one pastry gourmet in all of Rhode Island. 
uh, right off at Silver Spring Street. It's it's right near the cellos over there. And then the easiest thing to do is just plug in 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. And I should mention, <clears throat> it's right near AAA in Providence. It's off the beaten track a little bit, which means it's very safe. Uh, there's always plenty of free, safe parking there. People here, 170 Royal Little Drive, Providence, you shouldn't be thinking, oh, wait, wait a minute, I'm not going in there. You could come off 95 or even like 146 and shoot in and out of there and never like really venture into the city. So that's important to know. But they have delicious cannolis and the chocolate-covered donuts and just delicious fresh pastry. Ron is just so talented. Plus, they have, uh, as I mentioned, delicious sandwiches and calzones. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. But what a nice treat on this Friday to pop in there and get something great. All right, we have a lot ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L., it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600 listening to the john DePietro show joining us right now well he is the senior white house reporter for the wall street journal fascinating new book frankly we did win this election the inside story how trump lost we want to welcome to the program and it's michael bender michael it's john DePietro. congratulations on the book thank you so much john thanks for having me very um uh anxious to hear about especially you know normally i say i read the book and normally i do read the book but i i got it late so i'll just be completely honest i didn't finish it i started to go through it just so you know so some of my questions may be like it sounds like he didn't read the book but could you um i'm really interested about the um the part of the book you touch on is as far as brad parscales and just 
everything surrounding him uh, basically leaving the campaign? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 Brad is um, has never been part of any campaign uh, until 2016 when his, uh, he, he basically starts up building the website and ends the race as the as the data director, which is uh, a huge role in any campaign um, in the modern uh, in the modern era now. And then is put in charge of everything, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and and probably you know doesn't deserve to be in a in a, in a senior role in any presidential campaign, uh, given his experience. But in a weird way, for a, a candidate like Trump, he's he's almost the perfect campaign manager. They're on the he and Trump have a very similar take on 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 media and promotion and PR. Uh, and 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 Brad leans into the idea as Trump did in 2016 that that branding is kind of its own um, uh, uh, engine for momentum and energy and fundraising, and so he basically builds um, an advertising company, uh, you know, in lieu of a campaign, um, and in process becomes very close with with the Trump family views himself uh, which is becomes a fatal error um as another one of uh, another trump kid becomes very very close with with uh, eric and lara uh and jared but at the end of the day um there's a very clear line um between family and staff and then you know no more no more so than in trump in trump world and in the, in the trump orbit and when it you know and when the sort of rubber hit the, hits the road here and they have to make a decision and things you know, they, 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 they kind of face with a choice the president's faced with a choice he can he can recalibrate his message he can start to show more discipline this is a summer of 2020 um when you know COVID's hitting and his and his the economy's tanked and he, he needs to readjust so he can either do that himself and readjust his message or shake up the campaign and as uh, and as Jared was telling people, this is detailed in the book. Um, around that time, you know, Jared knows what's going to happen. You know, the, and the president's not going to put the blame on himself. He's not going to take that responsibility himself. So it's going to fall to him to shake up the campaign. And and Brad is the one who uh, who gets knifed here. And it was a it was a devastating moment for Brad. He um, he just did not see it coming, and never thought that he would be. Um, uh, handled really as coldly as as it was. It was uh, Jared showed up in the office and said, "This is it. You're you're not going to be back in your old job uh, as data director, and we're going to put someone else in charge of the campaign." And it was um, it, it, it took it, it took Brett a long, long time to recover from that. You know, the last time I saw him was the night before the uh, New Hampshire primary. I covered the rally they had in Nashua, Michael, and and as you know, Brett, he's so tall. He was taking photos. He had gone beyond, you know, just someone. Most of the time, people have no idea who the campaign people are. He was like almost like a celebrity in his outright. He was loving it. I had a chance to talk to him very briefly, and he was like, "Ah, oh, this is in the bag." We got this was February, right before the pandemic hit. But who is it? Can you touch on it? And you talk about this in the book. And folks, again, we're speaking with Michael Bender. Uh, Wall Street Journal also has this new book out, and it's fantastic. Frankly, we did win this election how um who his replacement was and how that came about uh you, you're talking about bill stepien yes yeah so this is um uh it, it, it's it's another uh, it was really fun part to uh report for me on the book it, it's something that um i really didn't realize in in real time was was how much of a new jersey connection there was for trump world hmm. i'm talking you know chris christie is a character throughout yep um you know, and Kellyanne Conway's from New Jersey. Michael Glasner, a name probably not a lot of people know, but was in charge of the rallies, is a is a is a New Jersey guy. And um, they had put at the end of the race another New Jerseyite in front and in, in charge of the campaign, Bill Stepien. And um, you know, this I think is a is is a is a fatal error for Trump. Not not Stepien himself, um, but that they, they he changes directions. All right, folks, we're speaking with uh, Michael Bender, and um, and we're fo- folks, we're speaking with Michael Bender. Again, his new book, Frankly, We Did Win the Election. Michael, pick it up right from there about uh, Bill Stepien. Yeah, so the, the, uh, a fatal year here is, is, is really like where they um, change 
Brad for Bill, and and not that Bill is incapable, but that Brad, as I had mentioned, uh, for scale had built an, an advertising firm essentially for the for the camp for the reelection campaign, and and Bill is not is not that type. Bill is more of an accountant um, and, and and a nuts and bolts and numbers guy. So it was um, it took Stepien and his crew. Uh, weeks, if not months, to really understand what 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 Parscale was trying to do, or, or and 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 readjust, and you know, Parscale had made decisions that that Stepien would not have, and he tried to unwind that. And what ended up happening is, in the final weeks of the campaign, the final couple months of the race, uh, Stepien is rebuilding the entire data operation, hmm. he restructures the entire polling operation. Uh, and these these things take time and energy, um, and and it, and it was shocking for me reporting this um, that this was a campaign. It was a two billion dollar operation. It'd been up and running for three years, and they were doing only getting around to some of the metrics um, in, the, in, in the final weeks that they should have been doing uh, in the opening weeks. And and who was the person? that he did in fact offer the job to before he he gave it to bill because i thought bill was a hannity guy that was brought in from fox no no bill's a chris christie guy bill oh chris is, christie um, guy okay <clears throat> yeah that's right bill was um and not really even a chris christie guy this is another kind of fascinating angle he was he ran chris christie's campaigns in new jersey uh the the election and the re-election which were big wins for christie and the, and the republican party there hmm. but bill had a key role in the big bridgegate saga oh wow and Christie blamed him for not for not telling Christie what was going on in real time, and their relationship breaks. They don't talk to each other for years. <clears throat> and then what ends up happening is that Stephanie finds his way to Trump world. Christie has known Trump for year decades, right? So there would be moments where their you know, Bill went to work initially in the White House after the 2016 years. There are moments in the White House here where Christie's coming out of the Oval Office. Stepien's going in, hmm. and the, the two men, you know, won't even look at each other. Wow! Uh, yeah, the, the Trump world in a, in a nutshell there. Um, but no, this is, uh, um, you know, the 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 summer of 2020, where, where Trump wants to replace Brad, he offers the the job to Bannon, Steve Bannon. Bannon wow! Really? He won't. Yeah. Well, wow. that, you know, it doesn't get to a formal uh, offer, but, but still. But, but he wants to bring Bannon back in to 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 talk about the job, um, and and sends word. This is this is a as I see in the book. Send, wants to send word to Bannon that he'll 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 take the meeting only after Bannon goes on TV and says uh, how much he would love the job. And if he does that, then he could come in and, and they can you know they can talk about the specifics. And Bannon, having gone through this several times before already, just says you know thanks but no thanks. Uh, also in the book. He offered a job to Ronna McDaniel, who's in charge of the Republican Party, the Republican Party chairwoman. Wow. I don't even know how that would even work, <laughs> but uh, Ronna also turns him down. Folks, again, we're speaking with Michael Bender, who his new book, Frankly, We Did Win This Election, The Inside Story, How Trump Lost. Hey, Michael, just touch on also the uh, the title, because that is the uh, the line that he delivered that just, you know, the place erupted as he was uh, giving the speech, and I think kind of set the tone that they were not going to go quietly into the night. How did you settle on that as the title? Uh, you know, it was, for me, it just sort of uh, encapsulated, uh, you know, the the, the, the the sort of dichotomy of Trump Trump and Trump world here. I mean, he, he, he blurts that unscripted line out um, on election <laughs> night when not only had he not won, but we didn't know who won. Right. And, um, you know, it's an example of Trump trying to impose reality, his own reality, uh, on the situation. And, you know, it really does sort of get to explain and, and how uh, something like January 6th happens. Um, you know, and then the, you know, it's sort of the subtitle, but I kind of think of it all as one title, you know, how he lost. Because he did lose, and it's important to be very frank and clear about that. You know what is uh, very interesting, and again, folks, the book is, frankly, we did win this election, Inside Story, How Trump Lost by Michael Bender. Michael, the, the, the president, President Trump at the time seemed, as you write, insistent, he, he was positive that the Democrats were going to pull a fast one, and somehow Joe Biden was not going to be the nominee. I, that is incredible. Yeah, I mean, there's so much infighting around Trump uh, over everything, my God, and, and especially over Biden, not 
whether uh, whether to attack them, when to attack them, how early to attack them, what to attack them over, um, and and some of it's, I think some of it's legitimate. You know, the sort of normal, you know, back and forth between political advisors that that, that usually happens, um, and uh, some of it's personal. These personal rivalries that have been um, simmering for years and years, and trying to get a one up over Trump, and, and he's and he's not well served by it. Um, and it, and it creates a situation where he Trump convinces himself that that Biden is going to be somehow replaced on the Democratic ticket, which is, uh, you know, I, I hesitate to even call it a conspiracy theory because I I, I haven't heard that anywhere else. It just sort of cre- you know this theory that kind of creates itself out of nowhere um, that uh, you know that some people around him were not willing to uh, were not willing to say was 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 was. was was nuts right and what, what happens like how do i find out about it the the, the head pollster the chief pollster I, I someone leaked me a memo in which uh the chief pollster of the campaign has to use a page and a half of a three-page memo in the middle of the race to walk through the math about why biden is in fact the nominee why in fact he's not going to have it stolen and why that's uh you know the, you know that it's nonsense and again, folks, the book is what a great summer read. Frankly, we did win this election by Michael Bender. Michael, before I let you go, I've interviewed her before, Rona McDaniel, but another part of the book you write about this, uh, and I remember it being in the news, but you know, then you'd never know the behind the scenes, but sounds like it was a complete blowout between Jared Kushner and Rona McDaniel with the Republican National Committee chairwoman. Yeah, again, this is one of these one of the dynamics uh, that is sort of simmering underneath Trump the whole time, uh, and this is over a fight about uh, some some exclusive software to raise money for the for Republican candidates. Basically, the Republican version of Act Blue, right? Um, and uh, Jared wants to build the software himself, and and McDaniel, Ron McDaniel, wants it to be a, a, a unit of the Republican Party, a, you know, in, a, an asset of the party. That can go on to, uh, uh, you know, help Republican candidates and, and, and party into the future, and and it, it, it comes to a boil when, when when Jared tells her, you know, I don't give an f about the Republican Party, <laughs> and Rana's responsible. Well, that that's that's good for me to know, and and decides to run for re-election of the party, you know, in, based in part uh, on her concern about what what you know what Jared is going to do with a. You know, with these assets that are, um, you know, crucial for the for the party in its future. One final question before I let you go. I know you yeah. get asked this all the time, but do you do you think he's going to run again in twenty four? Does he know? Uh, you know, how, how when do you think you'll know, or that the general public yeah. will know if it's real? Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, I, what I do know is that his advisors are telling him um, that he needs to wait until at least after twenty twenty two. Yeah. In part because it, it you know it doesn't make really much sense either way to announce a decision now, right? And um, he does. Um, he's pretty invested in those midterm elections, right? He's made a, a couple dozen endorsements. That's uh, right, all the way from U.S. Senate to Staten Island Borough President, and some of them are Republican primaries where he's backing the challenger, which is no easy task even for a popular uh, former president within the party. Um, so he's got to see how that plays out, and that'll be important data points for him. Um, you know, and the and what those data points are going to be about how Republicans have a, a choice here in twenty two, and it's whether or not to redefine the party post Trump. And I got I, I don't know what that choice is going to be, but I do know that this book uh, provides them with the, the information and and the data points where they are going into that into these elections into this uh, choice. Um, with, with their eyes wide open. One final, final question. Last summer and then into the fall, as you were involved with this with the day-to-day, did, was it, did, did it occur to you then that this was just like a once-in-a-lifetime moment that you were covering a campaign that was literally, I mean, the ups and downs every single day? And when you think about it and look back at just how exhausting that was and just the amount of time it was consuming and it's one thing after another, was it, were you aware of that in the moment? You mean in 2020 or? In 2020. Yeah. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent, right? Like it's, there's never been, I've been, I've been in journalism for for, for two dozen years. I worked in newspapers in Ohio and Colorado and Florida before I got to Washington. 
I've never covered anyone like Donald Trump. There will never be, there's never been a political story like Donald Trump, period, in my lifetime. And then um, uh, to throw a, uh, you know, a once in a hundred year pandemic, uh, <laughs> a race riots from, you know, and a racial tensions that rivaled the 1960s and 70s, an economic collapse that uh, that rivaled the the Great Depression, like all these major moments in the U.S. history, all <laughs> happening in one year, um, and uh, and I decided to write a book in the middle of all of it. Um, yeah, it was it was. Ex- I, I saw a lot of them, uh, 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 and they helped me quite a bit. In, in a time where everybody uh, had their routines upended, uh, and their their this, everyone's stress levels were higher. Um, and, uh, I was very, very lucky to, um, you know, have that kind of support and, uh, the willingness from, from my family to, to, to shoulder even more burden than they were already carrying. Folks, again, the book, frankly, we did win this election, the inside story, how Trump lost It's Michael Bender, Michael, again, mega truck and trailer repair, call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110-508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blame it all on his ribs. Born a blue-blooded snood. His birth was a black tie fair. It's all who you know, like Claus von Bülow, he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Bailey's, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. (laughs) 
You'll never hear Sheldon complain He likes clubs with wide faces With lead waspy crowds Where for decades kept the Jews away And BLF cannot stay Well, he's not big on diverse faces Bailey's Beach Club is his Likes the clubs with wide faces. Ah, yeah. Do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all white, wealthy club again in this day and age? Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. On the left-hand side, just click Listen Live. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, he is Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I'd like to start off, actually, with um, this story that a lot of people seem to be surprised about, and that is that this Cranston man, Connor Gershkoff, um, being held without bail, First degree sexual assault and a lot of buzz about this. It happened. It blew on the water and um, the circumstances of what we know right now. And what would be your thoughts on the legality of he he was in court this week. He's being held without bail. He'll be in court next week. Um, they believe their video surveillance in just the nature that I know a lot of people were uh, surprised that this type of crime in an individual being held without bail? Well, first degree sexual assault is one of the crimes for which it's appropriate to hold someone without bail uh, pending a bail uh, hearing, Uh, murder, rape, um, any of like first degree sexual assault, kidnapping, um, any capital offense. And this would be included as a capital offense, at least as it's been charged right now. Um, warrant the court's determination to hold you without bail. Bail, as you know, is to ensure one's appearance in court and to keep one off the street if the court determines that the person is a danger to the community. So there's a presumption with cases like kidnap charges like kidnapping or murder or rape that the individual is a danger to the community. That's a rebuttable presumption that individual defendant is entitled to a um, hearing as to the issue of bail. But at the arraignment, it, it's typical, it's standard, it's not a surprise that he would be held without bail and that he would not be afforded any special conditions such as home confinement with an ankle bracelet or anything else. Typically, this charge does result, at least for a period of time, and a hold without bail determination by a judge. Tim, in this particular situation, they're saying that they have video of this individual leaving uh, the nightclub slash restaurant blue 
uh, the, the young woman was then found by, I believe, the valet, and and thus he, he lands there. It, it sounds very serious. And what are the potential uh, penalties for this type of crime? Um, as a as a capital case, um, if it remains charged, you know, what is he likely to get? He could get like 20 years. He could get more. Wow. Um, and that depends if it all hangs together. Um, you know, I don't know what the video shows. Videos are always, as we've seen in the past, subject to a variety of interpretations. Sure. There's always going to be a question of, you know, and it's too early to say, but I'm just speculating was the sexual conduct between him and the alleged victim at one point consensual? Was it never consensual? Hmm. Um, there's not a lot that's really come out on this as of now to really know the full layout of how this occurred, allegedly, yep. from a factual standpoint. Is that something that would come out next week? More details? when more Yes, more court? details, sure. Yes. Okay. So, but video and the valet finding the young woman who apparently was just like what I've heard lying there and practically naked. And then the video allegedly shows him just riding off. Um, so it, it remains to be seen uh, by all likelihood, he probably would receive some form of bail and then possibility of one you're saying on home confinement with an ankle bracelet. No, I'm saying oh. that he didn't get that in the first right. instance, which okay. might've surprised some members of the yes. public. I would fully expect that he would be continued to be held without bail. I don't wow. think he's going to get bailed. Oof, wow. All right. Let's move on to last night. The Providence City Council had an emergency meeting. They feel that things are out of control. You had the, the ATV incident, the woman dragged out of the car, beaten. Um, legally, you know, they had a long hearing, but the, a lot of things are being bantied about. Do they legally maybe have the power to maybe try to enact some kind of like an emergency statute that would give them the ability to, you know, whether it's put more police on the street or more policing or more aggressive policing or um, what, what are the, the options for like the, the city council? Well, you've got to get a more serious city council. I mean, suddenly everyone's running around almost like suddenly realizing that we've got a crime problem and a problem with, disrespect of police and, you know, people on ATVs and the like running rampant um, around the city. Um, I did listen to some of what um, um, Colonel Clemens had to say, and I think that he's right that the police are, are not respected, um, that unlike, you know, some cities have a no-chase policy with these ATV situations, I believe Providence has somewhat of a, a policy which allows um, the police to give chase in these situations. I believe the mayor is a proponent of a no chase policy. Yep. Uh, if, if, there's, if there's a no chase policy, what are the cops to do? Right. Uh, when when this sort of you know kind of lawlessness and hooliganism is going on out there, uh, if the cops have uh, their hands tied. What's to be done? I know, I think the council person, I think it's from uh, Ward 1, is wringing his hand saying, oh, we have to put politics aside and come up with a stronger policy. Oh. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's just occurred to you that you've got to put politics aside to give the police a little bit more um, teeth to enforce the laws and to um, get some support from the council and from the administration to answer your question, could a, an ordinance be enacted which um, addresses this ATV situation? Well, yes, it could from a, from a local standpoint, from a city of Providence standpoint, um, if there was a political will to do it. I'm just not sure there's a political will to do anything other than make speeches and talk and have a special session and let everyone vent their spleen. Um, I haven't really seen any concrete proposals taken but the solution is to give the cops some authority to go out there and you know have laws and ordinances that they can enforce and do something with and you know let the cops run their department as they should without so much political interference 
you know, it's interesting. And again, folks, speaking with Attorney Tim Dodd, they're, they're so brazen that, you know, they circle City Hall, they're seen downtown. Um, and then you also had the, you know, you had the mayor of Johnston, North Providence, Cranston, all saying they have a zero tolerance. They don't allow it. What this scene really seems to come down to, and I thought there was a Boston Globe story that highlighted it pretty well, which is just the riders know in Providence that there's a no chase policy. So if you're on, you and I are riding, we're on, a lot of times they're unregistered, but illegal ATVs, and we're on the city street. If we see the police and we know there's a no chase policy, well, then all you and I do is is get out of there and race. And we know that under the policy, they're not, they can't chase us. Right. And the cops are also hamstrung because I think as um, uh, Colonel Clemens has said, you know, these ATVs are small, they're nimble, they can go down alleyways, they can go up on sidewalks, they can do things that a police cruiser can't do. Right. Um, And I think that a lot of these riders have the attitude that, hey, if they see the cops, they'll just flip off the cops and take off and they know nothing's going to happen. it's no way to run a city. It's just yeah. no way to run a city. And also, Tim Dodd, there was some movement this week. The, the most famous, obviously, now is Jamal Gonzalez last October. He's riding, again, an unregistered vehicle. Uh, he crashes. It then led to a week of unrest. Uh, the attorney for the family, they launched a series of lawsuits. And it sounds like the, the judge is open to, I think, some of them are being kicked as far as the lawsuits that they have pending or, or trying to bring against some of the police officials. Well, yes. Um, the lawsuit that was filed in federal court, um, like with most lawsuits of this type, you know, counsel for the plaintiff will attempt to cover the waterfront. And um, in their complaint, they will um, make uh, different counts and plead in the alternative. So one count would say that there was inadequate police training for these cops. Another count would say there was inadequate discipline. Another count would, would say there was inadequate supervision. Um, then it would say there was negligent training. There was negligent supervision. There was negligent discipline. So there'll be many, many, many counts that you argue and you plead in the alternative, hoping that at least one of your counts will survive um, any challenge. In this case, the uh, city properly challenged and moved to dismiss some of the counts uh, on the grounds that the allegations didn't um, suggest a set of facts for which relief could be granted. So the judge did knock out the prayers or the counts for um, inadequate hiring, inadequate screening, inadequate discipline, inadequate remediation, inadequate supervision the judge knocked all of those counts out saying that there was no previous conduct of this type or by these officers which which would suggest inadequate um, screening or supervision the judge did leave in uh, the count that um, the city failed to properly train these officers that count stays in as did the count alleging gross negligence and the count alleging reckless conduct by the cop that was involved in the chase. Those are cases where there are sufficient facts, if believed by a jury, could result in a jury award. So the judge is saying so far, those counts would get to the jury were this to go to trial, but many of the counts were thrown out because, again, they just don't state Factually, you don't state a claim um, for which relief could be granted. So the city still has a big problem on its hand, although the plaintiff's case has been somewhat gutted for some of the more, um, not, I don't want to say minor, but side issues. The main issues do remain, which would be you know, inadequate training, gross negligence, and reckless conduct. Any of those could result in a significant jury award. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, 
third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400 or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal. Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brother's Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven, and remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. 